Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. And I will start off by apologizing in advance if I bounce around more than usual today. I am a reflection of my environment, which is currently literal chaos. I'll explain more shortly, Uh, but therefore my brain becomes literal chaos. So I am OCD. I like to be neat and organized and my surroundings are not currently. And so my brain is also all over the place. I think many people are like this. I don't know if everyone is like this, but truly when I am not, when my environment is not neat and organized, my brain isn't either. And so today I want to talk about what's going on why I haven't talked about it publicly a little bit earlier. I've talked about it in my grief hab group and my team ruthless group, because those are my private communities where I can share any and everything. And here, this is also my community and I am extremely open and honest, but when I fill you in a little bit on what's going on, um, There are certain things in life that we just keep details a little bit to ourselves for privacy. And in this case, people can be taken advantage of in general. I want to talk about how women, young adults, and specifically widows in this situation can be taken advantage of. I've talked about it before. Um, Tenants people who are renting people in positions where someone else has a little bit more power or control. Uh, And I also just want to talk about how I have handled this situation so much differently and how we evolve and how things change throughout life. So buckle up. My life continues to be an adventure. For those of you who don't know, I've been in Colorado almost 10 years. Prior to that, I had my house in Michigan for, oh, almost 15 years. I am a stable. I do not like to bounce around and move. And and I like to travel. I like adventure. But for my life, I like to have a stable home and be in one place. So I moved to Colorado, Jim came, and we traveled together. And two months later, literally, because he loved his condo in Lohi in in downtown Denver, and I knew Sassy would not, but he wanted to try it. So literally two months to the day after I moved to Colorado, we moved again. And then two years later, we bought our house. So that was a lot of moving for me. And I was thrilled when we bought our house because we were done. We had our house until we were going to retire and move to the mountains and get our house. Then I was done moving, right? That was three moves. And then he passed away and I knew I would move again because I hated Denver. 
And so I moved to Boulder. I rented because I had no clue where I would want to be forever. And I planned to be there for a while while I figured it out. Okay, that's move number four. First move without gym. Fourth move overall traveling to Colorado since 2014. Then there are fires. I move to Fort Collins. I love it. I plan to stay here, figure it out until I buy my house, right? This is now five moves, two moves without Jim, five moves total since leaving Michigan, two moves since 2020, two moves during COVID, mind you. So, in March, I tell my landlord, and when I moved here, by the way, my landlord and I discussed the fact that I didn't want to move again, and I have a long lease. So before I went on my trip in March, I said, going out of town, just letting you know, Tia will be staying here with the dogs. And she said, oh, you must have been reading my mind. I was just about to let you know I'm selling the house. <laughs> and seriously, I like literally said, Jim, are you messing with me? This is a joke, right? And when I sold the house in Denver, I, I wanted to. I wanted to get out of Denver, but that was selling our house. That was leaving the first house we bought together, our house. We had lived together in Michigan and in Colorado, but in Jim's house in Michigan, renting a house in Jim's condo. This was our house. That was huge, emotional. Um, even though it was my choice, it was big. And um, everyone who has been a widow or lost their partner, it's it's um, a tidal wave. It's just huge. Second move, my choice, but also not my timing, right? Natural disasters, terror. And so the state of mind I was in, I was doing it quickly. I wanted to find somewhere now. It was more of a frazzled, panicked, if you will. <laughs> Not impulsive, but this is happening and this is happening quickly. And I was looking, looking, looking and getting it done this minute. Um, I like to find things. I like to, you know, have the moving date in my calendar. I like to change the utilities. I like those details taken care of. So here I am literally about to go to sleep to get up the next morning to get on a plane for the first trip, by the way, that I was excited about since losing Jim to see my friends. To, to do, you know, for a trip. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. I'm going to go see these people who are the ones who will just help me figure it out, right? Like I will, I will just deal with it then. And I had a different mindset. I start thinking in a different way. This is, I can't explain it, but I just start thinking about it in a business way, I start thinking about grief hab and what, what it means for 
work and maybe I'm supposed to start having retreats and maybe I'm supposed to start helping other widows in crisis who are in this situation because I have other people going through this. I have other people whose landlords are raising the rent ridiculously, other widows who are being taken advantage of. And I'm not in the, at this point in time, I'm not looking at my situation this way, but I have others who are, I have others who are in financial crisis, who are in work crisis, who are in situations where they have no control and are struggling. And my mind starts thinking in that way. And I'm looking at it as an opportunity to help others in a different way. And I have no idea how or what, but I go to this event and I, and I just put it out of my head and that's not how I normally handle it, right? I'm thinking dates, timelines, changing utilities. And at this event, we are doing meditations and sound healing. And again, I'm starting to think about things. And now I'm picturing things as I'm closing my eyes and doing these things. And I'm seeing houses with just all sorts of things. And I'm talking to my friends while I'm there. And one happens to be um, the type who does readings with dates. And Kate Butler is on stage and she's talking about this reading she's gotten year, you know, all these readings she gets and how she looks back and they're always accurate. And the dates that she's given, she looks back and everything happens according to what Tatiana tells her. And um, at one point they were going to move to one place. And Tatiana said, don't your chart is saying, go here. And my mind just starts reeling. And so I go and I talk to Tatiana and I say, I need a reading, right? I'm just looking at this and I'm letting the universe tell me what to do. And I'm letting Jim tell me what to do. And I come home and Tatiana and I talk and she's saying all of these things and you can't do anything. You can't do or sign anything before June. Mind you, I have to move by July 1st. I end up handling this situation so differently. I trusted her like she was the guiding source. I honestly listened to what she told me as if she was holding the most power <laughs> in, in the world. I trusted her. I trusted the signs. I, I just didn't do what I usually do. I wasn't panicked. Towards the end, I started getting a little nervous, like, oh, okay, I have nowhere to live and it's getting close and what's going to happen? But I just believed. I found what I was looking for. I didn't want stairs for Sassy. I wanted a ranch. I wanted one level. I wanted a neighborhood with a community, with friends and all of the things. Seriously, all of the things. Obviously, I don't want to move two more times. I wanted to buy the home on the water and be done. Didn't happen that way. I'm going to have to move at some point again, but I found the perfect landlords. I found the right situation. But going through this, I learned 
just like growing up. I never went and got a car without my dad or my brother or a man there. Women, that's the world we live in, right? We can, I can be taken advantage of. I'm naive. I can be told something, believe it, learn later that I could have gotten a better deal. I uh, There's a property management company for this property. I ended up meeting the owner through this house being sold and all of the showings and all of the things. And this is, again, you can come to picking up the pieces in the Grief Hab community next week where I will share everything. That is where I tell it all. But just like if you've listened and know my story, um, I've cut ties with my in-laws. There are certain things and certain people who I don't want to be in touch with and I don't want in my universe, right? Certain parts of my story are mine and you can learn from me. Reach out, have a call with me, join the Grief Hab community, join Team Ruthless. Um, but let's just say that not everyone is honest. Not everything that I was told was the truth. Over the year that I have been here, what I have been through hasn't been true. And so when I found that out during this process, just like I wouldn't go get a car without Jim or my dad or my brother or a man with me, I ended up including through my search, my, my attorney or my father or my business partner because the conversation changes. And I know this as a professional when I'm advocating for you, right? How many of you do I talk to your doctors and your teachers or your children's teachers or your employers, right? I know that we can all be taken advantage of. And when I'm advocating for you, I am the first to say, you need to have someone in the room. You need to have someone in the conversation with you advocating on your behalf. This absolutely applies for widows for all conversations. And I know this and I know better and I wasn't doing it when it comes to renting, right? I certainly would have been doing it if I was buying my home. I absolutely trust my realtor implicitly. So I might not need to. It's my lifelong, you know, it's my first boyfriend's wife. So that is someone I trust. There's a man involved, her husband. I might not need to bring anyone else to the table. But for renting, she's not in the picture. I haven't needed to call her or run things by her. So lesson, even those of us who advocate for so many others still need advocates. There are still times where things happen where we need to run the numbers by people. We need to run the documents by people. So even though I am thrilled with the landlords I found, I still not only read every I and dotted every I and crossed every T, I still ran the lease by my attorney. I am, I'm, I learned a lesson. We can all think we have learned this lesson and have a situation where we need to relearn it. So whether you are a young adult and you think you know it all, it is not a bad thing 
to have your parent or a trusted adult or professional involved in the conversation. It doesn't mean that you are an idiot. It doesn't mean that you are stupid. It doesn't mean that you know nothing. It means that you are smart enough to know that you need someone else involved in the conversation. We can all be taken advantage of. I know this. I'm naive. I'm gullible. I know this about me. So as smart as I am when it comes to advocating for you as a professional, when it comes to my own life and documents and business negotiations, I have a team. But when it comes to my personal negotiations, I need to remember to still run it by a team. And so do you, because this is the world we live in. Whether it is people creating fake resumes or fake certifications or scamming us with, I just saw this on Facebook too, a fake fundraiser. My son created this beautiful, my son has a disability. Look at this beautiful artwork he created. Please share this post or consider purchasing, right? And here's Sam, sucker. I am the first to be like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. I'm gonna share it with everyone I know. That's me. And I, for whatever reason, I've learned, start reading the comments, checking the links. And there was something in there. And I don't know how they caught it. I wouldn't have. But there was something in there that someone easily caught, easily caught. Sam would not have, right? This is the reason. Before we just send money, before we just accept a friend request, before we just click a link on an email. This is how people can have access to our anything and everything in our phone before we just hand our phone to someone. When they say, can I see your pictures? Can I look at that number? Right? We meet people all the time. We meet people at social events. I am starting to do more in Fort Collins and I'm going to these things and I'm meeting great people, right? I've met a couple of people who are introducing me to more people. So these two or three people who I know and trust, right? These two or three people I know and trust. Go with them to something else. There's 15, 20, 30 people, right? One of them might say, oh my God, your dogs are so cute. Can I look at? I'm the type of person that would hand my phone over. I need to be more careful. So do you. We all do. This is the world we live in. So moral of the story my third move without Jim. My third move without Jim. My sixth move since 2014. My third move in three years. My third move since 2020. Right? This is crazy. I'm too old for this shit. Pardon my French. The difference is, and my family and friends can tell you they see it. I think my dad might think I'm nuts. Because I said to him, I haven't even started looking yet. Tatiana told me not to sign anything until before June. So I'm seeing my family. I'm visiting my family. The first week in May, I hadn't started looking. The way it is here in Colorado, you can't even look at a house before you apply. There are so many people looking. It's just like buying. It's insane. So 
there was no point. I waited and, and it was insane. There were houses that were taken 14 minutes after they were put up for availability. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to find anything. Put that thought out of your head. Something better is going to come along. And mind you, I have to tell you this. When I had, I lied. I did start looking. I had started looking and I had seen a house. I didn't love it. I loved the neighborhood, mind you, right? Need to be by water, want to have beautiful views, have to be able to take Sassy and Dallas on great walks. And the landlord had sent me a lease. Again, it was another property management company. And I have learned from this experience, it's not fun. And she had emailed me the lease with these type of companies. You have like 48 or 72 hours to make a decision and send money. And um, that same day, my reading wasn't planned or scheduled. Tatiana reaches out to me and says, do you have time tonight? Absolutely. It was a Monday. That's all I remember. And she says to me, you can't sign anything before June 1st. And I said, I literally just got a lease emailed to me. And she says, you'll find something better. And I, and I had said on my drive home, I need a sign, Jim. Give me a sign. This is how I live my life now. So I, I truly, A, my dad must think I'm crazy because he does, he's retired doctor, right? He doesn't believe this, but he knows that I do right? And two, three, four years ago, he would debate, argue it with me, right? Now, when I said to him, listen to this story, I know you don't believe this. He's able to say, but I know that you do, right? He's able to accept and see this is how I live my life. It's working. I found somewhere. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about this move. People can hear it. It's a great neighborhood. There's a neighbor who's a police officer, which for my work is a great connection. I want to be connected with police stations and people who can connect me with people struggling who don't know that someone like me who does what I do the way I do it is out there, right? I've connected with someone who's going to be on in a few weeks, who's been, I can't wait to have her on. She's one of the main reasons I've connected with so many amazing people, people, and I can't wait to publicly thank her and let other people out here know about her work and her communities. Um, and she is doing such amazing things. And I lost my train of thought. Like I said, cluttered house, cluttered mind, but she had no clue that people work the way I do. And she's from Colorado and these services don't exist. I'm not crazy, right? I've said I moved here and mental health here sucks, right? And I moved to Northern Colorado and I said, it's better out here. At least they're willing to have the conversations. She's lived here her whole life. Excuse, excuse me. and. I'm not crazy. She said, what I have experienced is correct. Services aren't available. It's impossible. And so to find someone like me who does what I do the way I do it, meeting the right people to help spread that word is necessary. People need to know that 
It's not up to you to call your doctors and do all the work. There are people like me who do that. And I think that's how it should be done. When I was 20, whatever years old, doing it all, and people would say, you're, you're so great, you do above and beyond. I'd look at them and think, what are you talking about? Isn't this how everyone does it? This is how it's supposed to be done. Well, I still believe that. This is how it's supposed to be done, but no, it's not how everyone does it. And I am the exception to the rule. And that's what working with me, that's why it's different. And people, even if you don't work with me, I'll help you find the people who you want to work with. And so having someone validate that Colorado mental health care sucks and that what I do needs to be talked about and people need to know, especially people in Northern Colorado or people in Colorado who are searching. Yes, I'll work with you wherever you are, but if you're in Colorado, you have a bonus. <laughs> like you have me in person. So it was validating to hear that it, I'm not crazy, that when I was getting doors slammed in my face, that that's her life. She lives here and that's how it is. And it doesn't, it shouldn't be that way. And I want, I'm trying to change that, but moving to an area where I can meet people who can help, you know, let others know, here's someone doing what she's doing, spread the word. I love Northern Colorado. And I love the fact that they love what I do and aren't slamming the door in my face. So shout out to Northern Colorado. So again, I do want to point out that widows are, there's a strike against us. And even as I was looking again, there were some people who wanted nothing to do with me as a renter. They didn't even care. Like they didn't even look at my application or income or any of it. There were other people with spouses, you know, and it is a disadvantage, right? For me, it's a disadvantage living life. I don't have Jim here, but in the eyes of others, right? It's on there and you have to check the box. For me, that's painful, right? I have to check a box that says widow, but why is it there? Why is that box there? What, what data are they collecting? I truly believe there's a strike against us. There are categories and points deducted, and it is harder for us to get a house, to get business things that other, as a single woman, it was easier for me to get business things. Like, why is that there? And and also beware, we get taken advantage of. But again, why is it there? There are points deducted. I'm telling you, I can't prove it yet, but I believe it. And so this episode was about filling you in on what's going on, but also letting you know how I handled it differently and how you can too, and how you can let your lost loved ones or let the universe guide you. And it was so much less stressful. And people in my life will tell you I was easier to get along with through this move than others. And I'm still doing it, right? Today and tomorrow, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm much less of a bitch to be around. Pardon my French again. And to raise awareness, if you are hiring, if you are someone who gives business loans or helps business owners or are someone who rents or works with people 
do you look at widows differently? And will this change your perspective? And what are the criteria? And why is it on there? Do you look at us in a different way? I would love your thoughts. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. Team Ruthless is meeting tonight. I am still having the calls and doing the things, even in my chaos. Six o'clock mountain time. If you're listening to the replay, it's every Wednesday night, every holiday, because we need support and we need people to get through life with on these up and down journeys and bumps in the road. And Grief Hab is my free community where you can connect with others who are going through loss, or you can learn how to be there to support others going through loss. So thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for putting up with me as I bounced around today in my literal and figurative chaos. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.